This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who sent messages and emails and things um, congratulating us on reaching a new milestone of 4 million listens. I really appreciate it. Next week, we're celebrating 200 episodes, which is crazy. Um, and then coming up in January, we're celebrating four years of podcasting. Like God has truly blessed this platform and it's such an honor to be the voice behind this community. Shout out to everybody who joined us for the social media fast within the society. We had so many breakthroughs, like it's just testimonial after testimonial that people started really seeing changes and breakthroughs and increase. I mean, people were closing on homes. Uh, people were getting new jobs. People were um, getting things done in their schoolwork. Moms were seeing breakthroughs in their own health and their lives. Like it is lit. It is lit in the society. Like, and I'm not even just saying that because I'm one of the hosts, but the society is fantastic. We had some amazing guests. So thank you to everybody who came and taught within the society. If you didn't get a chance to join us, but you still want to be a part of our great community, go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Start your free trial. Come in, check us out. We have all of the replays from everything that we've ever done. So literally, um, I think we go back to November of last year. So over a year's worth of content. All of the replays from the fast we just did, all the replays from the business boot camp we did at the beginning of the year, all the replays from last year's fast, all the replays of what Kavaya and I do uh, every single month. We have Bible studies. Like there's so much in there. Uh, and the best part is that you're growing in faith and business with a community of people who understand. When I originally started this society, I felt that my community was so segmented. Like I had a group of people who... 
I could go to for business stuff. I had business friends and then I had people who I could go to for faith things. And it wasn't too many spaces that I could occupy that merged the two, that people in the business space were understanding how to do business God's way. And then sometimes the spiritual people weren't understanding business. And so um, I'm so grateful for this community and what we've built. I'm grateful for Kavaya for being a host alongside me within this community. So check us out, y'all. Go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community. Another church announcement, make sure that you guys are subscribed to my YouTube channel, Tatum Tamia. I just posted a video last week about the top three business books that I believe every faith-based entrepreneur needs. You guys know I'm always recommending books. So go to my YouTube channel, check out the videos. If you're interested in podcasting, go to Anchor Media's YouTube channel. We have a few videos up on there as well. All right, that's it for the church announcements. Let's get into today's episode. The title of today's episode, and it might be a two-part, because one thing I've learned about me is if I have more than about three points, it's probably going to end up being two episodes, because since we rapping. <laughs> but uh, today's episode, and possibly next week's episode as well, is titled How to Be Consistent with God's plan for your life. A huge, one of the top questions that I always get about uh, people who truly want to do life and business God's way is how to be consistent. A lot of times they struggle with consistency. And I believe that it's not consistency that you're necessarily struggling with, but it's the conflicting ideals that you're struggling with, right? So you have this desire to be, to pursue the phenomenal, which is God's plan. You have this desire to um, pursue the miraculous, pursue the divine purpose he has for your life, to pursue everything that he saw before you formed you, before he formed you in your mother's womb. But then your flesh wants to be practical. Your flesh wants to be realistic. Your flesh is consumed by the world that you live in. And so it's this constant, constant tug of war between who you desire to be, which is someone who's after God's own heart, who's living righteously and who's reaping the benefits of such. But then you're also stuck within the life that you've known, uh, within the community you've known. It may be some underlying trauma um, and things that are tugging against that inner desire to pursue God's best. And so that's why I wanted to do this episode because I want us to get to a place to where we are consistently walking in God's best And we're winning that tug of war. We're abandoning the need to be normal or practical. And we're walking in the exceedingly, the abundantly, the exceptional, which are all things God. Now, I'm going to give a lot of scriptures in today's episode. So click the link in the show notes and I'm going to provide you with a list of all the scriptures that I use because I know sometimes you guys want to go back and look them up. Um, You want to make note of them and you may be listening at work or in the car or something like that where you may not be able to jot them down. So just click the link in the show notes and I'm going to send you a list of every scripture that I talk about in today's episode. All right. Now let's talk about how to be consistent with God's plan for your life. Point number one, in order to be consistent in walking in the phenomenal, and matter of fact, before we even get to that, let's, I want to define a couple words for you. I'm really, really big on definitions because I think that a great 
Well, an important aspect of communication is to make sure that everybody's on the same page. And a lot of times you may have a definition for something and then I have a definition for something. And so when we're, and they may be different. And so when we're communicating, we're missing each other because we don't have a mutual understanding of what's being discussed. So I'm going to give you a couple definitions so that you guys understand um, where I'm coming from. So when I talk about living in the phenomenal, phenomenal is defined as out of the ordinary, exceeding, customary, uncustomary, excuse me, exceptional, uncommon, miraculous. So this is the lifestyle that we want to walk in because this is the lifestyle that is promised to us as believers. These are these are characteristics of who God is, right? But a lot of us, like I talked about that tug of war, we're focusing on the practical. So practical is defined as an idea, plan, or method that's likely to succeed or be effective in real circumstances. Another word of it is feasible. And so I was like, feasible, wow. So now I looked up feasible and feasible means possible to do easily or conveniently. And I think that that definition really gave me a bit of insight as to why we all always try to do what's practical and why we're so fearful of the phenomenal things that God is calling us to is because we're trying to to identify what's likely. We're trying to identify what's feasible. We want it to be easy and convenient because then we're able to believe it. But faith requires us to have confidence and assurance about something that we can't see. So faith goes against your natural need to be practical. And I want you to understand that. And the key to winning that tug of war and to be consistent with God's plan to your life, this isn't even a point, but I just want you to make a mental note of this, that an important key to this is to understand that and be comfortable with and be settled in the fact that faith is going to be something that doesn't, when you're doing something in faith, is not going to seem feasible to you. When you're doing something in faith, it's not going to seem possible to do easily or conveniently. And I believe if we fix our mindset to understand that, it'll be a lot easier to commit to the things that God called us to because we expect that it's going to be hard. We expect that we're not going to know what's going on. We expect that it's going to be uncustomary. So when we're looking at at other people who we admire, we're asking friends and family, we're doing ourselves a disservice to what God is calling us to because we're asking them to make something uncustomary normal. We're asking them to make something phenomenal, practical, and that's not what God has called us to. God has called us to be exceeding y'all, uncommon, miraculous, but we're trying to make him fit into our limited perspective of what he can do or what's possible to happen within our life. So this is an episode where I'm going to need for you to take some notes because I'm extremely passionate about us truly walking into what God has for us and not just sometimes, but all of the time, not just on Sundays where we tune into our sermon and it's lit and we high off of the spirit and everything is great. And we got some great tweets and some stuff to get off on social media that sound good. And then on Monday or Wednesday, when it's time to apply and take a test with what we were supposed to have studied, we fail it because we haven't mastered that tug of war. We haven't mastered our flesh 
in a way to where we can walk into the phenomenal in a way in which we can pass those tests and begin to see the victory um, that God has promised to us. So point number one in how to be consistent with God's plan for your life is to put yourself in the mindset that it's above you. Who was it that said like, it's above me now? Maybe it was something that was on social media. I don't remember, child. But for a long time, everybody was all talking about, oh, it's above me now. It's above me now. But I want you to put yourself in the mindset that it's above you. And when I say it, I mean the how you're going to get to what you're believing in God for. It's our position as believers, as women who want to make God the CEO, to have peace that the how we're going to get there isn't our responsibility. Our posture is to abide in him and because he's already abiding in us and have the expectation that we will bear much fruit because that's scripture. The Bible says, if you abide in me and and, uh, I abide in you, then you will bear much fruit. And so what that in between looks like, as far as like, how do we get from where we are to bearing much fruit that's individual to each of us. So all of our journeys to purpose and our paths to the phenomenal is going to be different, but the source is still the same. This episode is brought to you by KiwiCo. As we all know, we've gone through a lot of changes within our families this year. And we had to get really, really creative on how to tackle life's day to day. We went from school being out to summer vacation, back to school. And even with the fall coming up, the treats doesn't have to stop with candy and pumpkin spice lattes. So with KiwiCo's hands-on science and art projects, your kids will never be struck with boredom. Instead, they'll be inspired by KiwiCo's fun and innovative, creative, problem-solving crates delivered right to your door each month. Y'all know I have a newborn and I love that I was even able to get things specifically for a child as young as he is, right? He isn't reading or he can't do any elaborate projects, but his development is still really important. So I'm excited I got the panda crate that came with this really awesome tummy time mat. So we had a mirror so he could see his cute little face in the mirror. Um, And he was able to play and just develop his motor skills with the items that they provided. Your child can get super cool, hands-on science and art projects delivered to their door every single month. And while they may be unable to go to a bunch of different fun places, you can bring a fun activity straight to them. Everything that they need is inside of each colorful crate so that your child can get started right away. And with different crates for all ages, there's something for every kid on your list. There's no commitment involved and you can cancel or pause at any time. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com slash bless. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. And so one thing that we all have to do is make sure that we position our mindset to understand what our role is and stop trying to make ourselves God. We have to make sure that we are in position and the position that we're to be in is to be nestled or settled under our father and sitting at our father's feet, 
listening for what our instructions are, listening for what it is that he has us to do, and then obeying what those instructions are without worrying about the result, without worrying about how we're going to get to the purpose or how we're going to get to the full-time entrepreneurship, how we're going to get to being a wife, how we're going to get to being a mom, how we're going to get to being all three and thriving in it comfortably. Like the how is not our responsibility. We got to recalibrate our way of thinking so that we understand the how isn't our responsibility. That's above us. And the way that you get consistent with God is shifting your mindset in this way. Because the reason why a lot of us are inconsistent is because we allow what we see or our lack of understanding about what God is doing to get us off track and out of position. And I was telling them within the society in my session that the enemy is the father of lies. And we expect him to come to us a lot of times in this red suit with the horns and a pitchfork, but he's going to do and be and lie and distort whatever it is he needs to in order to get us out of the posture of being at our father's feet. And so again, the reason why so many of us are inconsistent with God's plan for our life is because we're too focused on the how or our lack of understanding when we're not even supposed to lean on that in the first place. Proverbs 16, 19 says in their hearts, human plan their course, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I like the way that it says it in a message version. I feel like the message version be a little gangster. So a lot of the scriptures I'm going to go over, I'm going to read in that version because it's a, it hits you in the juggler a little bit different, I feel like, than other translations. But Proverbs 16, 19 in the message version says, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. Let's do that. Say that one more time. We plan the way that we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. We need to get out of God's way. And that goes back into getting in position. You get in position by getting out of God's way. Get that mindset to where you understand that this is above me. The how is above me. It is my job to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things will be added unto me. It's not seek ye first the kingdom of God and then go out and get everything to be added unto you. That's not what it says. It says seek ye first the kingdom of God and all things. So your only role in the all things will be added unto you process is to seek God. If we go to Matthew 16, 25 through 34, excuse me, Matthew 6, 25 through 34, I'm going to read it in a message version. If you decide for God, living a life of God worship, it follows that you don't fuss about what's on the table at mealtimes or whether the clothes in your closet are in fashion. There is far more to your life than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Look at the birds, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, careless in the care of God. Like, let me just say that phrase one more time. It says that the birds are careless in the care of God. A lot of us are anxious (laughs) and we need to be like the birds who are careless in the care of God. Imagine how consistent you could be if you would settle yourself in the confidence that the God who created the universe and all things in it is working things out for your good. 
we say these scriptures all the time and we all have like our, our favorite scriptures that we recite, but it's important not to allow the word of God to lose its potency. Like Romans 8, 28 is telling us that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So you mean to tell me that I can walk around living my life with the expectation and the confidence of knowing that all things are working out for my good because I love the Lord and I'm called according to his purpose. So if I, I can walk around with a peace to know that I don't have to do everything. And a lot of us, we've had to do so much in our lives. It, it seems unnatural to have to, um, or to be able to just rest and let God be God. And it is unnatural. We're not supposed to operate in what's natural. That's why he's a supernatural God. So we have to be like the birds careless in the care of God. Like when I read this, I just see myself just out here, uh, micro links blowing in the wind. (laughs) Lord help me, micro links blowing in the wind, smiling. I got a pumpkin spice latte because it's fall. I got on some real cute boots and I'm just chilling. Not a care in the world. It's 75 degrees with a little breeze so I could still wear like a cute jacket. I got my sunroof open. I got my new Jeep and I'm just riding down the beltway (laughs) with not a care in the world because my father is working things out for my good. Like that feels good to me. And I know it feels good to you. So think like we got to be like the birds and be careless in the care of God. But continuing on, it says, and you ca- you count far more to him than the birds. If the birds can be careless, then why am I tripping? If the birds can be careless, why am I anxious? Why am I depressed? Why am I worrying about how it's going to work out? What do the birds get that I don't get? And some of our prayer needs to be like, God, I know that I count far more to you than birds, but allow me to have that mindset to where I can be careless in your care. God, uproot this, this lack of trust and this hurt and this uh, need to control that seems to keep consuming me. Like we, a lot of us aren't seeing the breakthrough in, in our mindsets because we are praying the wrong things. But let me stay on topic. It says, and you count far more to him than birds. Verse 27 says, has anyone by fussing in front of the mirror ever gotten taller by so much as an inch? All this time and money wasted on fashion. Do you think it makes that much of a difference? Instead of looking at the fashions, walk out into the fields and look at the wildflowers. They never primp or shop, but have you ever seen color and design quite like it? The 10 best dressed men and women in the country look shabby alongside them. If God gives such attention to the appearance of wildflowers, most of which are never even seen, don't you think that he'll attend to you? Take pride in you? Do his best for you? What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, to not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God in the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all of your everyday human concerns will be met. 
Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now and don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when the time comes. See, this is how you get into the mindset of it's above you. Like this is a scripture and this is why I am sending you guys all of these scriptures in an email when you click the link in the show notes, because I need you to see this. I need you to read this every day. I need you to put it up somewhere so that it gets into your heart so that you can counteract the enemy's lies and trying to make you be practical with God's truth, which is a, which is his word. God's word is a weapon. It's a sharp sword. We fight with his word. And sometimes we need to fight back at our own thoughts, but we can't do that if we don't understand what God says. So a a part of being consistent with God's plan for your life is understanding what God says about your life, what God says about how you should live your life. And the way that you do that is studying and understanding the word. So click the link in the show notes and you can download all the scriptures, but I want you guys to really get this into your heart. Another aspect to putting yourself in the mindset that it's above you is you got to understand that the establishing of the plans is God's job. So again, you go to him, you seek him first and he, uh, all things will be added unto you. It's his job to do the establishing. Remember the scripture we just read in Proverbs 16, nine, we plan the way we want to live, but only God makes us able to live it. Meaning only God establishes it. Psalm 37, 23 in the English standard version says the steps of a woman, I'm going to change it to woman because, but it says man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. To establish something, and I had to look up this definition, establish means to set up on a firm or permanent basis. To set up on a firm or permanent basis. So many of us aren't able to reach or see any type of breakthrough in our businesses or any area of your life because you're trying to establish something that is not yours to establish. The plan for your life, your purpose is not yours to establish. Your business is not yours to establish. It's your job to be obedient to what God tells you to do, which is different for all of us because all of our plans are different. This episode is brought to you by Fiverr. With the way that things are right now, the way that we work together has changed really, really quickly. But if there's one thing that we've learned for an adapting business is that having access to the right resources is super essential to what you're doing. And it's critical that we maintain at this time a strong digital presence so that we're in front of our consumers online. Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services. So that includes graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, podcast editing, so much more. I've been using Fiverr since I became an entrepreneur in 2015. I've recommended it even before they were a sponsor of this show. And they're my go-to whenever I need something done well and something done quickly. So I've done logos with them. I've done podcast icons with them. I've gotten my podcast edited with them. Anytime I need a freelancer to get something done, I always go to Fiverr. 
It's easy because you can customize your search by service, deadline, price, reviews, and so much more. It's no guessing games. You can know exactly what you're paying for upfront. Pricing is always project-based and not hourly, so people can't take super long so they can charge you more. And they have 24-7 customer service. You can reach out with questions at any time. I personally love that I can see the previous projects of people, so it makes it easier to make a decision because I can see whose aesthetic matches mine, and I can see the reviews based off of other people's experiences before I make a purchase. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code BLESSED. Find all the digital services that you need in one place at F-I-V-E. But it's not your job to establish it. And when he established it, it's established on a firm and a permanent basis. But going back to Psalm 37, 23, the, the first part was the steps of a man are established by the Lord, but it says when he delights in his way. So again, when we read these scriptures, understand what's your role and what's not <laughs> and remind your flesh what's your role and what's not your role is to delight in his way. And, and God's role is to establish your steps. Proverbs 19, 21, and I'm going to read this in the message version. I told y'all the message version is gangster. It says, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. So you done made all the vision boards. We going into a new year. So the vision board flyers fin to be out chair trying to get you to sign up for somebody virtual vision board party. We done made all of these, vir- these uh, vision boards. We have all these notebooks and journals filled of plans and ideas and dreams. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm trying to get you to understand that what prevails is God's purpose. And the way that God's purpose is going to be able to prevail, is not in your brainstorming. It's not in this little manifestation crap that the world keeps trying to feed us. It's in us delighting in his way. So again, this is a mindset shift, you guys. The reason why you haven't been um, consistent with God's plan for your life is is because the mindset is wrong. And so the first step to being more consistent in winning this tug of war is to put ourselves in the mindset of what God's word says. That's why we have so many scriptures in today's episode. So remember, humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails. Let's not waste time trying to build our own stuff. I remember when God first told me to shut down my business. And I often think about this now. He told me to, I was building up my coaching consulting firm and I had clients and I was doing good. They were seeing success. I was happy. I was making money. God said, shut it all down and I'll tell you what to do next. And so I'm sitting here and I'm like, and now fast forward two years later, looking back, I'm like, man, how would God's purpose have prevailed if I would have kept with all of my ideas and plans? When I look at the testimonies in the society, like somebody posted yesterday, um, they said they had a testimony from 2018 to 2020. And I love when people share like their testimonies from either old podcast episodes or old things that I've done, because I genuinely do not remember. I don't know what we talked about on last week's podcast. I pray before I get on here. I put myself in a position to be 
totally used by God to where I'm like, God, I don't want nothing I say to be Tatum. I need it to be you. Now, when I was talking about microlinks flowing in the wind, that was me. <laughs> Cause I'm goofy. But I want to make sure though that this podcast is filled and empowered by the Holy Spirit, period. And so, um, so I, that usually means I don't be remembering nothing. But somebody had posted in the society um, in 2018, they were a part of the original society. So some of y'all ain't been around long enough to know that we, I started the Blessed and Bossed Up Society a couple years ago and uh, we were on Facebook then. And, um, I had changed it around after the tour and now I do it with Kavaya. And now we have like, we work on this site called Simplera with all of the stuff that we do. But this person who posted was in the society back then. And she's the remembered. She told, told us about like a session that we, that I did. And it was called like burn it away. Again, I do not remember this stuff, but something in there I had said that God wants you to just give him your yes for a year, give him a year, something like that, that she said that I said. So she said that she gave God her yes for a year. And then she just began to list out the amazing things that God has done in her life. I mean, she said that she was the first one in her family to be married to her child's father. Like it's so many things that the things that she listed out, I was like crying, shedding thug tears as I'm reading this because I'm like, wow, wow. And it, I'm j- I was so proud of her for, and I am so proud of her for giving God her yes. But as I look at testimonies like that, and I look at, look back on like the tour that we did and all of the women who were at the altar. When I think about the podcast retreat that I did last year where somebody rededicated their life to the Lord and got their heavenly language at a podcast retreat. When I think about stuff like that, that was not my plan. That was not what I wanted to do, but God's purpose needed to prevail. And had I not delighted in him so much so, and we're going to get to point number two in my decisions, have I had I not delighted in him, not just by what I said, but what I did, how would his purpose in those people's lives would have prevailed? Now, I, I genuinely believe it would have, God just would have used somebody else to do it, but what would that have meant for them? If I did not delight in him in a way to where I moved on to the second part of being consistent of making sure that I was disciplined in my decisions. God gives us free will. We have a choice every single day about what we're going to do. And so many of us, we waste the decisions that make up the destiny by worrying about how it's going to work out when it's not our job to do the establishing. It's our job to delight in him and be obedient to what it is that he tells us to do. Thank you, God. Holla, that was good. That was all Holy Spirit. That was good. So we have the choice, the the decision to choose life, the decision to make. Which one are you going to choose? When it comes to being consistent with his plan, which, how are you, how is that going to translate into your decisions? And this is something that I do to keep myself in position where I constantly, constantly check myself by my decisions. And I measure my success through my decisions. When I'm happy with anything that I've done, when I look at my day, I'm like, did I make my decisions based off of God 
or did I make my decisions based off of how I feel, based off of what I should do, based off of what's expected of me by people? Were my decisions disciplined today? And for me, the answer sometimes is yes, and sometimes it's no. (laughs) And when I'm not disciplined in my decision, I realize how that gets me out of the position that God needs me to be in order to fulfill his purpose in my life. But even as far as the big picture goes, I always think back to the covenant that I made with God. And I talk about it all the time. A few years ago, when I asked God, I said, Lord, if you light a fire on the inside of me for you, because I understood what kept me in my lukewarm state, what kept me inconsistent was I, I was not passionate about God. I was not passionate about what his plan for my life was. I wasn't passionate about building a relationship with him. And I recognize that. I think one of my core strengths about myself is that um, I'm very, what is it? uh, Self-aware. Yeah, I'm very self-aware. So I know when I'm doing something wrong, I know when I'm doing something right. And I know where the areas that like I may be messing up or whatever. I'm very self, I'm a self-aware person. So um, I understood about myself that, I know that if I am passionate about something, if I am committed and if I am all in, I'm going to make it happen. Like that was, that's just the way that I've always been. I'm an overachiever. I tell y'all all the time by nature. And so I had to be real with God. I'm like, God, I know that you're pulling me to you, but the reason why I ain't stayed and I keep going back into the world and I keep going back up in these streets (laughs) It's because I'm not passionate about you. And I say, God, if you light a fire on the inside of me for you, then I'm I'm in this forever. And that's what he did. He made me passionate about him. He lit a fire on the inside of me for him. It hasn't burnt out. And the more I, I say yes to God and the more I commit to him, the bigger that fire gets, the more I'm able to just like, it's, it's such an amazing thing. And that's why I was so touched when, Um, The person said that they gave God their yes for a year and then just gave the testimony of that because that's so much of my story. Giving God my life and making that decision in my closet that day has truly transformed everything about my life. And it's, I can't help but to be this fired up for God. Like I can't help it, but I just love him that much, you know? And so again, but I always think about that decision. And whenever there's a yes that I need to make that's hard, I go back to that decision. When I think about the podcast tour, we had no money to be going out on tour, signing contracts that legally obligated me to finance financial um, payments that I couldn't make. That didn't make sense. That wasn't practical for me. To, that wasn't smart. As far as uh, normal standards go, that wasn't smart for me to make those decisions, but I had to be obedient to God. And I said, yes, I had to make a decision. Was I going to put my name on that paper in faith? Because this is what God is sending me out to do. And I said, yes, the result was packed out rooms in cities that I ain't never been to before. People giving their lives to God, people at the altar. We wasn't having church. We was having an event and people at the altar. Like it's the, the cameraman at the altar, the hotel staff at the altar. Like that's phenomenal. That's extraordinary. That's unconventional. That's God. I remember the decision for this podcast. 
I started this podcast because it was a smart business decision and I wanted to funnel people into my company. Like that's why I started. It wasn't no big purpose or nothing like that. It was not. I wanted to talk about the journey of entrepreneurship and I want to funnel people into my company where I'm helping them with their marketing and business development and stuff like that. That was my intention. But early on, God said, cool, shut it down the way that it is and change it to this. These are the changes that you need to make. He didn't say, if you do this, you'll have this platform that reaches hundreds of thousands of people. He didn't say, if you do this, you'll reach this milestone of reaching over 4 million people. He didn't say none of that. He said, do it by yourself. Change the name. Start talking about me. (laughs) Those were my instructions. Instruction number one was to do it by myself. He didn't give me instruction number two until I made that decision. Instruction number two was to change the name. He didn't give me any other instructions until I made that decision. Uh, Instruction number three was to start talking about him. And then once I did that, our audience doubled within the first month. Once I did that, we've become what we are now. But it wasn't, but it all was back to a decision. When he told me to shut down my business, I had to make a decision. And I did. And I was broke, broke for a while as a result of that decision. But then he gave me Anchor Media a year and a half later and, and allowed that to grow into a six-figure company in less than a year, in less than six months. Crazy. Like, that is it's phenomenal. It's unconventional. It's magnificent. It's God. But the foundation of the magnificence are our decisions and our ability to be disciplined in our decision-making. Like, I'm looking at Anchor Media now. I had no plan on doing anything like this. Never. God told me to do this. I love it because he knows me way better than I know myself. I love it. I enjoy it. To get to wake up and come to an office with my company's name on it is amazing. The bills are higher, (laughs) but I don't got to worry about if they're going to be paid because of God. And even recently, I, um, I had a family member who's a felon wasn't liking any of, uh, wasn't liking the job that he had and very, very hard to get a job as a felon as is. And if you add in COVID is even worse. And so he wanted to start a business. He had everything laid out for the business. Um, had let me know what it is that he wanted to do and came to me for financial help into the business. He couldn't go to a bank to get a loan. Um, definitely couldn't get any like investments or anything like that and didn't have the capital to do what he was trying to do. So he came to me and I was able to loan him money at a lower interest rate than the bank even would have given him. Like how, like that was next level for me. Like I was so grateful to God for the ability to be able to do that. But even thinking about how amazing that is, the reason why I can do that and invest in my family like that is because of the decision to say yes to God. And now the, the, the faith of my family is increased because of what God is doing in my life. Cause they can see like, Whoa, she must be doing something different. And she could shove out this type of money at once. Whoa, she must be doing something different. Let me, I want to know the God that she knows that's providing for her in that type of way. So now all the applause and all of that, it gives him the glory. But again, you guys, it all goes back to the decisions. When I look at my life, 
When I look at my life, my decisions should have took me up out of here. My decisions, all of the, when I say I was in these streets, like I joke and I laugh, but I was, I had a lot of destructive behaviors that would have killed me straight up. All seriousness. I had a lot of destructive behaviors, but by saying yes and making that decision to God, the way that he's cleaned me up the way that he has put together the pieces, the way that he's filled my brokenness, the way that he's restored me. It's only, it's, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And it goes back to that decision to give him my life. So what are you guys going to decide? Like, I feel like this is in church when the organs start playing and it's time to do altar call, but <laughs> I'm serious though. Like what decision are you going to make to where you can stop being inconsistent with God and truly delight yourself in him so that he can establish some things in you? So let's do a quick recap and I'm actually going to end it here for the sake of time and we'll pick up next week with part two. So point number one, put yourself in the mindset that it's above you. And then point number two, become disciplined in your decisions. We have three more points to get to. Um, Make sure that you click the link in the show notes to download all of the scriptures that I've gone over. You'll even see the ones that I'm going to go over next week in the document. Uh, But again, thank you guys so much for listening to the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you guys next week.